This is Empathy Always Wins. My name is Ali Salama, and I'm honored to be hosting the world's exclusive youth leadership and mental health podcast. If you're listening for the first time, because I do know our guest today is one of the most influential youth leaders in Egypt. Yes, Egypt is where I come from. I do live in Canada at the moment, but everything stemmed from my life in Egypt. My entire journey is based on giving back to uh, the home nation that I was born and raised in. Um, in fact, I was a professional swimmer in uh, Nadi Gizira, Al Gizira Club in Zamalek in Cairo. And this is how I started, you know, uh, becoming, becoming, simply becoming. I just trained as an athlete for countless years, including the years that uh, I cried waking up to go to practice every day. But that's another story. Today, it is my honor to really showcase a talent that many people don't really know. Um, Sora and I knew each other um, back when I started Break the Silence Egypt. For those who don't know sort of a little bit about me, um, I uh, when I moved to Canada, uh, entering university, Ryerson University, I studied entrepreneurship and innovation. I was 17 turning 18 and I got clinically diagnosed and uh, suffered major depression. And that was a blow to me because I did not really get mental health. I'm an athlete, like in Tamawit Nafsa, kill yourself in training and all that stuff. So they changed my life. And um, I started using all the anger that I had to make this change because I never heard of mental health. So. I got to know Sora when I started Break the Silence Egypt and she was one of the people that reached out to me and I shared her story on the platform and it was just an awareness platform and it grew, it went viral in, you know, back in Egypt and Sora at that time was also, you know, it's very, very, very heartwarming to see how her journey is now because she is now the associate to the Minister of State Ministry of Information, which literally controls like the entire media, it's crazy. We both had a hard time. We both emerged. And this is to everyone that may be struggling and to may feel that the ending isn't always gonna be great. This show and this episode is to prove the exact opposite because as human beings, we're here to connect and we're here to listen to a genuine message. And I couldn't be honored to introduce the one and only Sora Saif. Please give it up for a friend. I am honored to call a sister. This is Empathy Always Wins, episode 27, with the one and only Sora Saif. Sora, thank you for coming on Empathy Always Wins. And uh, I don't even know like, if I should talk in Arabic or English, so let's start it with uh, the English segment first. Uh, I was just I was just telling you like how crazy uh, your journey has been. I know I was following Lani <laughs> for Robusta. It's it's crazy how we met. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about Yani yourself, uh, your journey, associate Wazir uh, Al Like who like how did how did you even come to be Sora and uh, and uh, yeah, this is the first of long a little bit of a discussion but uh, people don't know that you're one of the most humble people and and free-spirited people I know for uh, yeah I'd love to know a little bit who is uh, who is Sora 
Absolutely. Hi, Ali. It's a pleasure to be with you here today on Empathy Always Wins. It's such an honor because I've always been following this podcast from like scratch until it got where it is today. Very tricky question because I think I have many, uh, like I don't describe myself in one way because I have a lot of interests and a lot of things that I love to do. So the last thing that I like to introduce myself with is actually my profession. But I would like to introduce myself as a spirit that loves art and loves media and loves uh, and loves generally soft power in general. And I do believe in change through soft power. So anything that stands for that, I uh, with a positive impact, this is where you're probably going to find me. Uh, I sing, I dance, I act and I love to write as well <laughs> and the last thing I would like to actually so I love the creative side of the world pretty much so uh, speaking Amazing. of creativity speaking of creativity uh, I have uh, just been appointed as an associate to the Minister of State uh, Ministry of Information and uh, this is what I pretty much do. I just combine public policy with the, the media and its creative side and make ch- radical change happen. So that's what I pretty much do in life. Best thing. Best. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, that's uh, I, I guess so many people yeah, don't see the side, uh, the human side of people when they're doing um, just any important Business. work, you know? Or, yeah. Or, it's pretty sad because when, when people always tell others to introduce themselves, they go like, hi, my profession is X. I mean, there's so much to a person more than a profession. I mean, there's so much interest, there's so much passion, there's so much enthusiasm in so many things rather than just work. Work does define you to a certain extent, but it doesn't yeah. define you completely. Yet. So, yeah. yeah. No, and what I'm what I'm hearing from you is you are an artist at heart, Yanni. That's yes, it, full stop. That's very and, true. And 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 everybody that's listening, I don't think that there's a, a structure to reaching somewhere or getting somewhere. I think that no. the, the point here is to you know open those doors and 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 not limit anyone's dreams. I know you have big dreams in. Uh, in, in, in theater and in, in, in so many different uh, venues of art. And, and I don't think this position or no matter how far you go or, or, or becoming Hatta the youngest uh, appointed minister in Egypt or the or Hatta the, the first woman uh, minister, but يعني, uh, under 30, I don't, I have very big, big, big uh, dreams. And I, I see you, يعني, I see you achieving them as uh, beyond all these titles. My point here is I see Sora as, as, uh, as someone who's not going to stop uh, despite anything. And, I, and my question here is, where did this all stem from? How, how can you walk us back to, uh, yani, was, there, was there anything in life that, that maybe taught you to, 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 to not hide this part of the world? Because I know many people have this part uh, to them, but so they kind of feel maybe afraid to, to show it. And especially in working in in the Egyptian government uh, or, or in any ministry in Egypt, uh, it's typically not seen like that. Uh, how have you been able to, you know, penetrate that? Um, actually, that's a very interesting question because uh, the first thing I'd like to answer is where that all stemmed from. Uh, I was brought up that way. I was brought up that nothing is impossible. There's no difference in the world between a man and a woman. A woman 
equally uh, has the rights to become anything she dreams of, just like a man. So that's the first thing. And impossible is nothing. It's something I've always believed in. I mean, I can be anything, anywhere, at any age. And age has always been the first thing that people usually... Um, people usually attack me by because yeah. I was always the youngest to do everything in anything I've done. I mean, I was the youngest to have performed the Shakespeare play when I was back in uh, university. I was the youngest to hold the leadership position in the student union back in university. I was the youngest teaching assistant at university, teaching students who were even older than I, than, than I was back then. So um, being the youngest in the room has always, I was the youngest manager in a startup company uh, and I was a manager and it was it was crazy. So, I mean, being the youngest has always taught me to go a million extra miles, not to prove anything to anyone, but rather to um, to prove that I can and that age is nothing. And being a woman just equally means I'm not better, but I'm not less than any man. Okay. So, yeah, this is uh, this is how this is how I was brought up, and I think I started work at very young age. I was always nine. I was always I was fourteen. I was fifteen. Sorry, I was a teaching assistant back in school. So yeah, so I started the journey really early. Yeah. Wow. The, what about what, what what about the way you've uh, sort of uh, yeah, and come about to show the side of you uh, where you work? I, I personally have never seen someone yeah, any where your charm or, or like open charisma uh, 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 working for the government. I mean, not to say that there aren't no sort of charismatic people in the government. No, but I, I just mean to say, first of all, as a woman, that's one thing in Egypt. And we know like women have a very, يعني, historically speaking, Egypt is of course going through a Me Too revolution or, or movement right now. And the change is happening, but uh, you're, in, in a sense, you are a big, 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 uh, whether, I mean, whether you see it or not, witnessing the Me Too movement, I see you're a big change or you're playing a big change in reforming that notion around women and leadership, especially in for youth in Egypt. How how are you able to, yeah, and you just uh, showcase that, would you, would you attribute it to the team that you're in? Is it the minister? What is it exactly? Because I can't pinpoint something from at least my point of view from an outsider perspective. Um, I, I think I owe it back to the team, uh, to the team, because, you know, a leader can't be anything without the team he works for. So uh, I do have a team of 12 people, which all are beyond amazing. And they're, I consider them the front liners of everything and I cannot do anything without them. And Taban, 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 of course, I owe it all to the minister because he believes in youth, he believes in the power of youth. So he chose many young figures to lead positions in the ministry to move it forward. Because if you keep sticking to uh, to the old way of thinking, the world is progressing really fast. So you have to have youth in the cycle. You have to have youth in the strategy. You have to have youth in the vision. They have to be integrated as well as well-experienced people. So you can't just stick to well-experienced people without taking the youngsters with you. So it's a combination of both. So having such a minister with such a vision, I think is the most was the most important thing uh, in the whole establishment. Yeah. 
and and yani what i'm also hearing is that yani kaman you have a very strong personal brand on linkedin and you have just an overall overall brand when when i hear yani sort of safe i i automatically think of of a feeling i i get the feel and that's what i define by having a brand um now i i think yani my what i really want to try to sort of uh, extract from you or get a little bit of an insight here is yani how can we learn from perhaps the minister uh, characteristics or way of leadership how can that be translated into other organizations or other um other teams what what is he doing that is allowing that openness and that level of uh, of flourishing that, that that we that we're seeing uh, in teams such as the one that you're in is there a way that perhaps you're you're seeing in terms of the way he leads that is different to other people of course to drive innovation we have to also um understand how we do it because if anyone's listening here perhaps this is all really good when we see it and and but how does it feel like what is it what is it like being in the dynamic of it every day is there something different of course it's very different than any in any place i've been working in because there are two attributes that i believe leads to such success it's having zero ego and second of all is always empowering those around you and this these are the two characteristics he has and this is why the establishment is very successful can you repeat uh, that again can you repeat that again absolutely it's having zero ego absolutely zero ego, zero ego. Okay. and second of all it's empowering everyone around you there is no hierarchy when it comes to positions i mean there is a leader and there are, there are executives of course like hierarchical um a, a, like a normal hierarchy but i mean in dealing with people there is no boundaries the door is always open for new suggestions the door is always open for uh, comments concerns there and there's a two way communication and i think this is the most important thing in any institution in the world is having someone that believes everyone is equal and everyone should have an opportunity to speak up and to be heard and to and for his views to be taken into consideration and i think the most important thing in the world is teamwork having a diverse Absolutely. team all together working with different dynamics to complete one vision is the most important thing in the world no person could do it on their own and there's no one way of doing things so uh, this is i think this is why uh, i consider uh, this a great thing to be part of yeah yeah wow tab yani i mean i want to take a step back because i feel like yani anti you're doing an incredible job in the role that you're in um but when it comes to sort of uh, your own journey i know that you've been through ups and downs and i know that this didn't come so easy yani i remember you know when we had our when i first met you i was i didn't even have empower it was break the silence egypt it was the first campaign i ever do and i was also like recovering edge from depression and i was seeing uh, counselors and i was going through my own journey and i know you also were going through your own journey as well absolutely uh, can you talk us a little bit about that journey because i i beyond all the incredible things you've done is also the human sorrow 
Yes, there's always the human, the humane side of people. And I think this is why this podcast is really special because it sheds light on the humane side of uh, human beings. And this is what makes us super special and super unique. I know social media and building personal brands is usually all about the, the highlights of the career, the highlights of the life generally. But I think what I was very keen on doing was highlighting my lows as well as my ups. And this is something that I continuously stick to, um, like, in life, when I had severe depression, I used to write about it. And sometimes it was a call for help. Sometimes it was just venting out. Sometimes it was just all about telling people that I'm a human being. If I smile on the outside, I may be screaming on the inside. So, yes, I did go through depression for a couple of years. And uh, I use, and it's usually, in my case, it's called smiling depression because I'm such a smiley person. I smile all the time on the outside, but uh, but actually on the inside, I felt completely different. Uh, I went through my my lows. I spent months in bed. I uh, I, I had a very empowering uh, manager back then that allowed me to take a two month vacation off to get my life back on track. Um, and if, and work not being a burden back then. And this is what I really encourage people and managers and leaders to do is sometimes you may have a great potential in your team, but they're just going through a very, very, very severe low. And maybe sticking to them could make them one of the most loyal people you have on your team when they're up again. So this is something very important to be considered. And this is uh, something I owe to my manager back then, Hussein Mohiddin at Rubasta. Um, uh, I took my, it was a three week vacation. I took a three week vacation and then I got really sick physically. So I, it was around a month and a half anyway. So, so, uh, so yeah, I took a long uh, vacation. Uh, so yeah. So back to the point, I, I just think that it's very important to encourage people to be human to encourage people to feel. This is the most important thing in the world, is to encourage people to be themselves. Because the pressure of society that makes you always want to look your best, want to be your best, want to feel your best, is very not true. No one ever feels super high all the time. No one ever feels... uh, uh, very up all the time. We go through our lows, but a good manager, uh, like empowers you to be yourself when you're low you're low when you need time you need time uh so yeah let me just like pinpoint something you said here do we have the right infrastructure uh building the managers or 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 or, or, or do we place enough um if i may say do we place enough emphasis on on leadership development perhaps when 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 we promote managers etc 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 like what do you think needs to be done um for us to have that system in place so that work feels a little bit more human because all that you're saying and my point uh, as i'm translating everything in my mind leads to empathy always wins empathetic leadership blah 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 but some people have to work on their emotional intelligence skills. Some people aren't really wired to see work in the way you're seeing and you're enjoying work 
in a, in a sense, I feel work for you, of course, is work, but there's a large element of play and creativity that comes that is allowing you to flourish and thrive that maybe people would love to experience that. So my question here is like, do you see the leadership development that we need? And if you don't see it, how can we incorporate it? Because I feel like this is like, it's good for me to try to be a therapist. You know, I can be a therapist if I want, but I don't think that that's going to make the systemic change. I think the cultural shift will come from organizations, from leadership, from, 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 from places where we need to have leaders when pe where people spend most of their time. So I, this is the question I want to ask you. What, what do you think about uh, our leaders, Bizet in the Arab region? Um, do we have the development to encourage for that style, perhaps uh, uh, your boss has? And if not, how can we even work on it? I think that there are, there are people who are empathetic in the way they lead. There, there, there must have been, have been a lot of people uh, throughout uh, all times generally. But I think that the like infrastructure, if you're asking about it, or the question should be here, do people and leaders have much awareness about the internet or not? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my answer to that is, uh, I would say around 20% to half. Uh, but there's, there needs to be so much work done here to make them 80% or 70% awareness. Because when you have so much awareness, only this could happen. Only only when I send an email in the morning saying I'm not feeling well today, I need to take a day off, would be accepted. So uh, for this to happen, people need to be very aware of mental health generally. Because we all have mental health issues, but the thing is, are we aware of them or not? So maybe taking it a step back shouldn't be about leadership with awareness, it should be personally, are people aware or not? Absolutely. People here in Egypt uh, are not that aware, but I think since you started your platform in power, I think things have been changing. You've been changing the narrative. Really? Uh, Lala, yeah. really? Are you serious? <laughs> You're not just saying this because it's not a safe moment. No, like... no, I'm not saying that at all. I mean, since the first thing you've ever done, which was break the silence, it was huge. So, uh, so having a lot of yeah, and there's a lot of institutions trying to create narratives around that, trying to create conversations, trying to make people more aware. I think people are more aware these days. I mean, when I book like therapy sessions to just go, uh, sometimes I have to wait like for three weeks because therapists are very overoccupied. So this means things are going somewhere in Egypt. Things are people are starting to become more aware about it. People are starting to become more open about it. And if there's conversation about something, then change will follow. So I just need so much work. So I don't think we have a very well set uh, infrastructure to uh, to uh, to say it. But I think we're getting there. Yeah. And I think that Yanni, the work uh, the work you're doing is uh, is helping uh, that, and in terms of uh, you know making the reform and uh, making reforms in general, I think that shoya uh, shoya habba habba, and this is not about getting there to tomorrow. It's about uh, making sure we're all on the same level getting there because. Uh, it's not yeah. a race. It's a it's it's a journey. So, Sora, like I, I definitely want to say, Annie, thank you for 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 sharing 
a little bit uh, of you with us. I don't want to really take much more of your time. Um, I'm Thank you. I'm just going to open the floor for you to, to, to have any final uh, remarks you'd like to share, um, anything you'd like to tell any young, um, you know, youth leader that's, that's really listening to you and perhaps sees you in a place or puts you on a pedestal and, and, and would like to uh, understand a little bit more or would like a final word on how they can, uh, they, they can also. Absolutely. I think if I had to say uh, one thing, it would be um, be a human being. Do not be uh, your profession. I mean, being a human being is so much more than your title. And there's so much life more than having a title. I think um, we are, and I think life really makes us have multiple roles. And this is what theater taught me. And you don't have one role to stick to in your life. Your brother, your friend, your mother, your uh, team leader, your team member, your uh I mean, you're you're a sibling, you're 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 an aunt, you're so many things all at once. So I think thinking about life from that perspective makes us see that being a team leader or a team worker comes only one out of five roles, and this is where real talk comes because we have so many roles to fulfill in life. So if there's one thing I really want to say is invest in all life aspects, not only one, because work is important, yes, but there's so much rules in life that are as important. So invest in that, be yourself all the time, and always act according to how you feel. Your gut feeling always is right. Uh, whenever I uh, sort of feel like singing, I just open my Instagram camera and sing. Whenever I feel like uh, dancing, Sometimes in uh, any institution, I do dance uh, my way to, uh, to, to in any alley. I mean, having said that, metaphorically, of course, speaking, uh, just be who you are unapologetically. I love that, really. Sara. Thank you. And if Thank people you don't accept you, they just, they're, just, they're, just not, they're just not the right people for you. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I mean, the the people you surround yourself with is 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 extremely important in in, in your growth and um, yeah, I I couldn't have said it any better. I just, Vagadda, I'm so grateful to to call you a sister, a friend. Thank God. Vagadda, uh, I I see a lot of uh, of genuine positive energy and uh, and you're you're a ray of inspiration to to myself and I'm I'm. I'm I'm sure thousands of others that you have no idea about. So thank, you. thank you so much for coming on Empathy Always Wins. I'm trying to also like, like get my heart of you like out there because I feel like as you were saying, you know, <laughs> you're it's so doing important. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job in your head. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got, we got I'm always going to, I'm always going to like reach out to you for advice. I think it's, uh, it's one of those, my uh, pleasure, those things. Thank you, Asara, so much again for thank coming you. on. Well, it's it's I'm always I'm always honored to, to have a conversation with you. Thank you. Thank you, Ali. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you, Sora Safe. Uh, I wish I could add more to this conversation. It was shorter than our usual episodes, but all I can say is this girl is a trailblazer. She's not even a girl. This woman is a trailblazer. 
and she makes me really amped about the next generation of women coming up in Egypt, in the Arab world, in the world period. I think women are showing us when it comes to leadership how to really lead with heart that does not interfere with, you know, lack of professionalism, which actually is empathy and which actually represents the theme of the show. And Sora is just a, a prime example of that. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. A very quick shout out to Ashraf Ma'awad Ash. This song is called Daydream. Please stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you consume your music, YouTube. Uh, Ash is one of those people, again, he happens to be Egyptian. Guys, I was brought up in Egypt, so I'm not trying to be biased for any listener out there from anywhere around the world. but. As much as I am proud to be Egyptian, as much as I am proud to really share any youth talent up on this platform. So if you have something you'd like to say, if you have a message you'd love to share, if you have something meaningful to you, it doesn't have to be a project or a company that you're working in, share share it with us. Send, send, send me an email. I'd love to have you on. And just as Sara Saif was saying, you, 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 you just have to be you unapologetically and in doing that you will find your purpose your what gets you amped and what gives you meaning in life um that's enough for me if you'd like to reach out to me i'm ali salama just a really big shout out instagram thank you for verifying me this week on uh, on, on on your platform this was a big win for mental health in in the region i think this is the first time any mental health a uh, youth leader in the Arab world has ever been verified on, on social media. So, wow. Big shout out to Instagram. Thank you so much. And guys, if you have anything you'd like us to discuss, please shoot me an email, shoot me a direct message. I read all my messages on Instagram. I'd love to include you in the conversation. So once again, if you haven't rated and subscribed to this podcast, Again, it really helps us, really helps get the message. I'll always keep asking you to do that. It takes a minute. Please support the show to keep us going. And thank you so much once again for your time, effort, and energy. This was Sora Safe. And in case you needed inspiration, please replay the episode. That's all I have to say. I love you guys. Have a great day. Have a great night. And wherever you are, just remember that in life and in business, empathy and true vulnerability and authenticity always wins. <laughs>